Welcome, Freedom Jumpers, to episode 41 of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Thanks for joining us for this next step on the adventure. In this episode, the solo episode, uh, I am going to be discussing the five distractions that you have to get past. And I'll warn you now, this is probably one of the most, if not the most, um, raw and vulnerable uh, content that I have put out on the podcast. I really speak from the heart here and, and get into uh, the, the metaphysical, the psychological side of what all of us are doing, uh, whether you're a producer or an agency principal. Uh, there are lots of things uh, that we all deal with. Uh, that are definitely distractions that do not support uh, the goals uh, that we have stated for ourselves and for our organizations. And I thought it was time uh, to finally open this can of worms. We have uh, talked about some of these concepts in previous episodes, but we've really never uh, hit the nail right on the head like I will uh, in this episode. I've got my list here in front of me. And uh, I'm just going to dive right in after the bumper. As always, I have three very simple requests for you. If you're listening, if you like what you hear, the first is please subscribe uh, to AFP on the con. Uh, excuse me, the platform of your choice, uh, whichever platform, uh, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google or Amazon or whatever, wherever you listen to AFP, please subscribe because it definitely uh, bumps the algorithm. If you like what you hear, drop a review. If you don't like what you hear, if you got a problem with anything or suggestions or feedback, go ahead and drop me an email at podcast at riskwell.com, podcast at riskwell.com. And third, and most importantly, share this podcast with someone who is still in the captive side of the world, someone who has not made their freedom jump and joined the independent channel of the industry. And that's really it for the housekeeping items. Let's go right into the bumper, and then I'll get into episode 41 of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. All right, so... Jumping straight into the content. These solo episodes, I try to sprinkle them in from time to time so I can have an opportunity to just speak directly uh, to you, uh, the listener. Because a lot of times these uh, these interviews are great. They're, they're fantastic. 
and we don't get to dive all the way down into certain subjects that I think are really important for us uh, to be aware of, to be putting into practice. Uh, so on occasion, I like to sprinkle in these solo episodes so I can really drill down further than we ever really have the time or bandwidth for in interview episodes. I don't think there's really a particular order to these five distractions uh, in, in level of, of danger or potential negative impact uh, for you, for your operation, uh, for your sanity, your mental health. Uh, so I'm just going to jump straight in uh, to number one. And this is going to be a shorter episode, as you can probably imagine, since uh, there's only one of me and there's not any back and forth uh, dialogue. So Definitely welcome your feedback uh, on any of these. I'd love to hear from you on, on what resonates as far as the distractions that you find uh, to be most problematic. Or if you think there's a big one that I missed, by all means, please share that with me. So uh, jumping straight into, let me see here. There we go. There's the button. Jumping straight into the first of five distractions. And I'm simply calling it FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, this also is encapsulating uh, the so-called imposter syndrome. So anytime, uh, and let me just go ahead and, and change the pronouns uh, for the rest of the episode. I don't need to say we. I'll just go ahead and say me or I, and then you can just personalize it for yourself. Uh, so let me just keep it nice and, and simple and clear that way. Uh, the pronouns are me and I for the rest of the episode. I don't need to speak for anybody else. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt really is uh, a, a plague of just about every entrepreneur uh, that I know well. Just about anybody who is doing anything in uh, the public space. We're talking to people and selling stuff, delivering products and solutions, and, and especially leading a team. FUD really is a distraction that we have to overcome. Sales EQ, the book by Jeb Blunt, uh, calls most of this FUD uh, simply disruptive negative emotions. And I think that that really is a great way to think of it. Uh, some people call it, um, you know, managing your headspace, you know, internal dialogue, self-talk. It goes by many different names. But when we are addressing the distraction of FUD. When I am looking in the mirror or sitting at my desk and reflecting on a conversation when it ends or uh, approaching a conversation that I need to have with a stakeholder, whether it is someone on my team, whether it is a channel partner or a client prospect uh, or, or a vendor partner. You know, if it's something that's not going right uh, internally with one of our uh, vendor relationships where a platform isn't working or, or etc., you know, FUD for me has always been, since launching Riskwell, uh, this nagging little thing on my shoulder uh, that really doesn't serve any purpose. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt uh, is an incredible distraction, and it really drags down productivity uh, and wasting time in, in thought patterns, in activity that doesn't actually deliver anything. You know, once you put yourself out there as as an entrepreneur, as a sales professional, the, the moment you step into that space, there is going to be a certain amount of, obviously, uncertainty because nothing is granted or given to us uh, in, in this industry uh, or really any industry where you're uh, coming into a, an entrepreneurial 
uh, endeavor. Overcoming FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, uh, for me, has been a, a process of revisiting the why. Uh, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, is extremely well known. Uh, most people in our industry, if you haven't read it, you're at least aware of it. And the why, in my mind, really is the, the biggest way, the best way to attack the FUD uh, that we face. Because when you are revisiting your why regularly, weekly, monthly, uh, certainly at least monthly, and, and reflecting on whether your activity, your day-to-day -day operations, your thought patterns, the way that you're choosing to spend your time, does it support your why? Because if, if I become disconnected from the why, and I get lost in the how, or I'm you know, stuck down a rabbit hole somewhere trying to fix a problem in my operation, FUD is a lot more likely to occur. And it is a lot harder to attack and defeat and get back on the right path of, of headspace if I'm not revisiting the why. Because when your daily operating is connected to your vision and values, when my daily operating is connected to my vision and values, my why, the FUD is so much easier to defeat because you can verify, you can validate what you're doing and chase that FUD away. One of the things that I've heard come up in conversation several times uh, in, in a bunch of different people that I've had com you know, talks with on the podcast and, and offline is imposter syndrome. And it is this concept uh, of basically attacking your own credibility inside of your head uh, where you're looking in the mirror and thinking, you're an imposter. You know, these people think that you are something that you're not. What these people being, you know, stakeholders, whether it's clients, channel partners, uh, an audience of some sort, uh, maybe your peers. You know, the imposter syndrome is a real thing. I'm including it in the FUD uh, distraction for this episode because I think the the challenging aspects of imposter syndrome align pretty clearly with uh, the way that I suggest. Uh, that we all attack the FUD in our life. And it is simply being uh, drawn back to the vision and values and the why on a regular basis. Um, it's so easy to get drawn off sides and to forget the why. But when we are aligning our activity, the way that we spend our time with our why, with our vision and values, the FUD is so much easier to defeat. And we absolutely must uh, move past that distraction. Second one in our list of five is simply people pleasing. You could also call this one shake them haters off. People pleasing is a massive distraction the more you get into uh, the networking side of the industry, whether it is a Facebook or LinkedIn group uh, or you know something of a, a mastermind in a more small scale sense. Or just the, the conference circuit, the event circuit. You know, caring too much what people think can be a bad thing. Caring to a certain extent is useful. Because obviously, it is very important to be a good peer in your industry. Uh, for, for personal uh, improvement, for learning, uh, for you know, collecting best practices, for uh, receiving accountability uh, when necessary. Because, you know, so many of us don't 
come into this industry with any kind of a, of a playbook, of a, of a manual. We don't have built-in mentorship, uh, which there is certainly a massive amount of value in quality mentorship. And I think of, of people-pleasing as more uh, of being too focused on what the crowd thinks. It is one thing to be listening and giving uh, credibility and credence to uh, a close group of peers, of friends, of colleagues, especially of mentors, of advisors. But the, the distraction becomes when we are allowing people-pleasing activities, whether it is you know, comments on social media or damage control uh, when someone else uh, wants to bring something negative to uh, your plate. The people-pleasing urge, because we are all social creatures after all, the, the urge to make sure that everyone is happy, that everyone likes you, uh, is, is evolutionary. You know, the tribe is critically important. A, a lone wolf is more likely uh, to be uh, defeated or, you know, taken out of the game. The, the drive to create and maintain a tribe that is as large as possible is evolutionary. It's when we allow the thoughts, the negative comments, the opinions of the gallery, of the people in that outer social circle that you wouldn't call friends, uh, they're more acquaintances or industry peers in a general sense. You know, I'm reminded of a situation uh, specifically on this topic uh, of several months ago where uh, there is there was an individual uh, who is in another state who I've never actually met in person, uh, but had you know a, a rather lengthy uh, social media interaction and, and you know quasi uh, friendship in a, in an industry sense. Uh, this this individual and I have had lots of conversations on a variety of topics, and uh, he had on occasion um, reached out to ask for my opinion. Uh, or assistance on, you know, just relatively um, simple industry topics, you know, c concepts within the insurance world. And there was, there was a thread, and I forget exactly what the topic was, but I shared my opinion um, rather uh, directly, perhaps bluntly, uh, as I tend to do. No one is surprised uh, for me to say that if you know me. And uh, this person's comment back was, uh, in, incredibly rude, in my opinion, and, and, and demeaning and negative, uh, something to the effect of, oh, well, yes, the great James Jenkins has spoken, so, oh, yes, we must all just bow down, or, or something to that effect. And I messaged this person and said, are you okay? Like, that's a really harsh and unkind thing to say. Are you okay? Are, are we good? Do I need to address anything? Uh, and he was just really dismissive with his reply. And I commented that I didn't think his comments were kind or appropriate. And uh, I basically said, yeah, if we're going to have any continued relationship, I think you owe me an apology. Uh, that is, you know, you don't need to talk to a peer that way, especially in a, in a public space uh, where people that don't know either of us you know, the, the popcorn gallery uh, gets to enjoy the little bit of drama. And then his reply was to block me on social, not, not even engaging in a, hey, you know what? Yeah, I am upset with you and here's why. Uh, let's seek to restore this professional uh, acquaintanceship, quasi-friendship. No, he blocked me. 
And, and that really threw me for a loop, honestly. Uh, and, and to be vulnerable, uh, it, it kind of irked me in, in a big way. And I allowed it to be more of a distraction than it should have been. When the reality is, this guy is not nearly close enough in the, the circle of things for me to care what he thinks outside of a, a professional, polite relationship with an industry peer. Uh, I gave his opinion, I gave his words a lot more value than they should have had. People pleasing in a general sense, speaking in terms of the, the greater circle, you know, the, the onion concept of your uh, social relationships, where obviously the core, the middle is, is your blood family and your close personal friends. And then as we go further out in the onion, uh, the level of intimacy uh, and, and value decreases, but the circle also gets significantly larger. You know, when you're talking about people pleasing, those interior levels of the onion obviously are very important. You want your, your family, your friends. It's, it's good to try to keep those people happy and to modify uh, your thoughts and words and actions as needed uh, for all those core relationships uh, to be as healthy as possible. But when you are giving too much credence and credibility to what the peanut gallery thinks, about you, uh, then that is definitely a distraction that needs to be overcome. Hey, Freedom Jumper, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. Moving now into number three on the list here. And I'm simply calling this one uh, keeping up or missing out. And this is a rather broad distraction that we can discuss um, at a later date in, in more specific detail uh, for anybody that wants to, to drill down. But uh, this could very easily be a tech stack issue. It could be a vendor situation. It could be uh, a, a coaching program or the new thing that everyone's talking about, uh, whether that is uh, useful or beneficial or not. That is outside the scope of this particular uh, conversation. But as agency owners, as sales professionals in the industry, one of the things that we have to be super, super careful with is guarding our time and attention. Time value of money is something that we've talked about several times on the podcast. And it is incredibly important with regards to the keeping up with the Joneses or the feeling of missing out because it's not the, the, the thing itself uh, that is particularly challenging. It is the learning about or the researching or the, you know, scratching the curiosity itch uh, part of what we're talking about that is very dangerous because I don't know about you, but when I find out about something that I'm not familiar with, or if I come across something that a peer is 
uh, using and likes and has success with, I feel an almost visceral urge to go into whatever that thing is, to visit a website, to watch videos on YouTube, to uh, familiarize myself uh, with whatever that thing is so that I can be aware and perhaps make a decision on whether uh, to add that thing or concept or coaching program or, or whatever it happens to be uh, to my operation. There's definitely some value to that. There's, there's absolutely a place for that kind of uh, investigation, curiosity. But the problem is when that becomes a big part of the way that you're spending your time and, and you know, getting distracted in your headspace and allowing your activity to be drawn to non-revenue generating uh, pursuits in, in any big way, then it definitely has become a distraction that needs to be um, moved past, that needs to be identified as a distraction, as something that is not a beneficial uh, use of time and energy and move beyond it. So finding the balance between those two uh, endpoints of a continuum can be very challenging. And, and it's something that we all probably are getting better at over time if we are being intentional with the way that we approach uh, the whole subject. I, I don't think it's a secret to anybody out there uh, that I am a big fan of technology, a big fan of pushing the envelope and finding innovations and finding the next big thing before it's the next big thing. So you get that early adopter uh, advantage. That's definitely uh, a relevant pursuit. But the sword does cut both ways. And we have to be honest with ourselves. I have to be honest with myself uh, that perhaps I spend more time than I should on researching and trying to keep up uh, with the Joneses and stay ahead of the Joneses. If I'm being entirely honest with you, it's definitely a certain amount of stay ahead of the Joneses. I definitely don't want to be missing out on something that could make our operation better, uh, more efficient, more streamlined, that could benefit my team in some way. Then the last year, we've added so many pieces to the puzzle. Uh, but I've also spent quite a few hours uh, digging holes that didn't need to be dug and, and chasing rabbits uh, that perhaps were better left unchased. So that is basically all I have to say there. I think the solution really is just discipline and revisiting uh, the needs list from time to time. You know, as we talked about uh, at the, the first one here, back in the, the FUD conversation, aligning your activity, aligning your thought patterns, the words, and really specifically how you choose to spend your time, aligning that with your why and figuring out, you know, on a quarterly basis, we've already, we've talked about traction and, and, you know, revisiting strategic planning on a quarterly basis. I think that really is a great time to figure out what are the missing pieces? What are the opportunities that need to be uh, investigated uh, on, you know, once a quarter to go, hey, what do we need to add to the puzzle? But in the meantime, you know, whether it's a tech stack or coaching thing or whatever, uh, maybe be a good opportunity uh, to put that on a list for some time down the road to exercise discipline when choosing how to spend uh, your time and energy because shiny stuff syndrome sure is a lot of fun. 
you know, and if you want to spend your time uh, late in the evening and non-work hours when uh, your significant other or kids, if that's a thing for you, are in bed, you know, I think that's not this, not nearly as much of a, a problematic thing. Uh, but when we're spending work hours uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses or stop from missing out, I think that really is dangerous and that is a distraction that needs to be moved past. Number four on our list of distractions for this episode is tangent projects. And this kind of dovetails with the last one uh, that we were talking about with trying to keep up with the Joneses. But there are so many things that we as agency principals, and you know, I really am specifically talking to agency principals uh, with this one because a producer typically doesn't have projects uh, like a principal does. Uh, producers' whole job is to go out and talk to people and sell stuff, deliver solutions to clients, and you know, stay in front of that value offering during uh, the term of the relationship. You know, a producer doesn't have projects of their own. They're not going out and looking for stuff. So I, I'm really talking to the principal in this. And there are so many things that we feel pulled towards in a project sense. Uh, I've discussed many of them uh, with you on this podcast of going into the CFO conversation, of hiring Mick Hunt and Premier Strategy Box for uh, documenting our core processes and getting best practices in place from an operational standpoint. Uh, that being said, there are so many things that I spent time on last year uh, and already this year in 22 uh, that were not necessarily the most productive and useful. Uh, the term highest and best use has become a lot more popular uh, in recent weeks and months. And that really is a great way to sum up what I'm saying for this point. It is not necessarily that these projects that uh, we can engage in uh, as agency principals, it's not that they're a bad thing. It's that, that most of the time, they are definitely not the highest and best use of your time. We get into the conversation of uh, what does delegation look like? What does potentially outsourcing look like? Maybe it's a vendor relationship. Maybe it's a VA. Maybe it's somebody on your team or a hire that you need to make if you find yourself doing a lot more of this project type stuff uh, that is not uh, directly aligned with your executive function as the leader of your team, of your agency. But fiddling on a website landing page for you know an hour or two when you could very easily hire that out uh, on an ad hoc basis, or maybe uh, your operation is has grown to the point that it makes sense uh, to hire a, a marketing manager, a, a content manager. Now, if it's not a website, maybe it is you know working on a tool or a resource that you want to bring to your team, a, a spreadsheet uh, that has you know fancy formulas and things built in uh, to wow and impress. Uh, your clients, or it's a, a problem with your data structure. If you have a, a desire to build an intranet uh, for your internal uh, resources, there's so many different projects. Uh, you listening right now can probably think of, you know, four or five things that you have spent time on in the last couple of months uh, that are non-revenue generating activities that, if we're being honest with ourselves, probably don't have anything to do uh, with your executive function as the leader of your team. Uh, that is this something that uh, I have been very guilty of 
uh, in the past, especially as RiskWell was getting off the ground. But if we are going to be able to scale at my office, then I have to be as focused and as disciplined as humanly possible. Because if I, as the executive, am getting bogged down, getting stuck in the weeds on tangent projects, and taking my eye off the ball, so to speak, my team is the one that's going to suffer first because I will be less uh, focused, less aware at the office. My family will suffer second because I will be spending more time on things that don't move the ball down the field, that do not advance uh, our, uh, our goal attainment, which means I'm more distracted and more stressed and anxious at the house. So everybody benefits when these tangent projects are able to be recognized as a distraction. And either, you know, go back to the activity qualifiers we talked about um, several episodes ago, back in the day. The whole, you know, three qualifiers and then the do-it-yourself is, is the fourth option if something passes those three qualifiers. Terminate, automate, delegate. You know, is this something you can terminate? Is this something you can automate? Is this something that you can delegate to either to a member of your team or to someone uh, that can be hired and do it at a high enough level to be uh, meeting your satisfaction. And only then can you look at it and say, you know what, that project needs to be handled by me as the executive. So I think we've uh, we really talked that one uh, enough there. So let's recognize those tangent projects as the distraction that they are and overcome them with the appropriate strategy. The final one, and this one I have to confess, uh, is, is probably the most vulnerable one of this episode. And it is something that I think everybody who has achieved really any modicum of success uh, in your journey can definitely appreciate. And that is the distraction of what I'm simply calling selfish ambition. Uh, to to use a term from from the Bible, from uh, Philippians chapter two. I'm actually looking it up right now because I want uh, to to read this. I think it is really relevant for the conversation. And it's uh, Philippians two verse three. It says, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own or her own interests." but also to the interests of others. And I think that really comes down to, in a business sense, you can apply that, that biblical concept in a business sense simply to don't worry about getting glory for yourself or getting more money for yourself or prestige or celebrity or the attainment of whatever selfish goal that you have, but worry First, about delivering value to the people that are uh, needing to receive from you. When it says, let each of you look not only to his or her own interest, but to the interest of others, I think about my peers in the industry that have achieved uh, what I see as uh, greater or more meaningful, uh, quote-unquote, success than I have to this point. Now, I look at leaders that you've heard from on this podcast uh, peers and mentors of mine, whether it's a David Carruthers or a Billy Wagner or a, a Brandon Smith or a Grant Botma or a Nick Ayers or, you know, insert other names here. There are so many uh, peers that I, I could just rattle off uh, that have 
done a, a great deal uh, of, of value for the industry, for their peers, or for their stakeholders. And I, I look at the way that they approach the whole process of being a, a figure in an industry. And it all goes back to help people reach what their goals are. We've, we've all uh, been, been aware of the Zig Ziglar quote for the most part. Uh, maybe somebody hasn't heard this if you've been living under a rock and you've never seen a meme on LinkedIn, but the Zig Ziglar quote simply said, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So if I'm being entirely honest and, and transparent, perhaps uh, to the point of, of being my own detriment, uh, one of the things that I look forward to uh, is you know being invited into that upper echelon, uh, getting the invite from an association to come speak at their event, uh, or you know be on that list for the like Glovebox, for instance, the the event in Denver. I look at the list of speakers and I think, man, all of those people are just killing it. They're doing this game at such a high level. And I, I look forward to the time when I am invited uh, to be in that group where I've delivered sufficient value to my peers that I've given people a reason to think, uh, to care what I think about, I should say. And I think that is such a distraction. It, it, it is a dangerous, possibly the most dangerous distraction. Uh, because when I seek celebrity, when I seek the, the, the view uh, of the masses in the industry. And I start to lose focus on what really matters. The whole reason that this podcast exists, honestly, is to be a benefit, a value to my peers uh, in a way that I was looking for when I made the freedom jump uh, and have spent the last three years just putting tremendous effort into uh, building my craft and, and making everything that I do as good as can be. When selfish ambition comes in and you're seeking that, that book deal or that speaking fee or that invitation to a mastermind, something that is really purely selfish and, and is pumping up me and what I want to achieve, it is not focused on delivering value, delivering real meaningful assistance and help uh, to someone in the industry. Uh, that, I think, is a massive distraction that, that needs to be identified. Uh, and my uh, friend David Carruthers, who you've heard from uh, multiple times on this podcast, uh, he and I text frequently. Um, he, he really is a mentor, and I, I care a great deal what he thinks. And I really admire what he has done. And he's regularly... Uh, on the speaking circuit. He, he was in Denver and he, he's been a speaker at, at most of the places that I have attended uh, conferences and whatnot. Uh, as I record this episode this week, he's actually uh, traveling to Vegas to speak at an event for Keystone, uh, which is just a really high quality uh, aggregator. Uh, and you know, I was confessing to him uh, that I am a little distracted by uh, you know, chasing this silly little insurance celebrity thing uh, that I, I want to be included in that group of people. Uh, and, and he basically said, chill out. 
you're doing good. You're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Just keep doing it and all that stuff will come naturally. Just focus on delivering value and bringing the content that people need and want to hear and everything else will work itself out in due time. And I think that really is the best way to be approaching uh, that whole conversation, whether it is uh, in regards to a a prospect, a client, uh, whether it is on the, the revenue side of the of your agency, or it is something more of, you know, growing your voice and finding more uh, ways to deliver value to your peers in the industry, uh, of getting uh, an article published in Insurance Journal or uh, the Big Eyes Magazine insurance agent, uh, independent agent, I should say. Whatever your version of selfish ambition looks like, and it, we all have different flavors. I understand that the, most people probably couldn't care less about being quote-unquote insurance famous. Uh, whatever your version of selfish ambition looks like, in, in you know, looking in the mirror and saying, I want that, whatever that thing is, let me just restate and reiterate the advice that David gave me. You know, Focus on delivering value to your stakeholders, of solving problems, of delivering solutions for the people in your circle, and the rest of it will simply take care of itself. And I need to hear that message just as much as anybody else. So I will continue to do exactly what I am doing with this podcast, uh, with my engagements that I have uh, on social, with the one-on-one -on -one calls that I'm privileged enough to uh, engage in. And to that end, to that end, I, I want to simply announce one very simple thing that we are starting at my office uh, as a way of giving back in a more um, time-efficient manner. Uh, we are uh, beginning and will now, um, as of next week, uh, be starting a weekly come-and-go um, what, what you want to call it, ask me anything or something. It is every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, uh, we are going to have an Ask Me Anything where I will uh, hop on a live call and post the link and anybody can call, uh, can join us and, and participate in whatever way you want to. Uh, you can call in just to talk shop. You can call in with a question. You can call in asking for advice uh, about really anything you want to. Um, I have tried to continue to be as open as possible for uh, conversations with anybody who wants to reach out and talk about whatever uh, you want to talk about. But it's gotten to the point now where I have to put some parameters around it, uh, but I still have to deliver value to my peers uh, as much as possible. So uh, go ahead and uh, check out the, the link if you want to. I'll, I'll make sure it is all over my socials uh, and We'll look forward to talking with you more one-on-one -on -one in that regard. So as we wrap up this episode talking about uh, the five distractions, I would just encourage you to you know, think about the way that you are spending your time and energy, the, the thoughts that you allow inside of your head. And if you are like me, and in that you are dealing with any of these distractions, uh, please hear me very clearly. I record this episode as an admission of guilt uh, for the most part of dealing with these distractions. And I thought it might be useful for you to hear about the distractions that I am struggling through and seeking to overcome so that together we can become a better version of ourselves. 
So thanks for listening. And I'll go ahead and wrap this episode up uh, with that and simply say, uh, let's work this week, this month on becoming more like the best possible version of ourselves. Uh, Our stakeholders deserve it. Our clients, our uh, team members, our family, our channel partners, everybody that we engage with deserve to receive the best possible version of, of you and of me. Let's work on being more like uh, those people this week and this month. And that's it for this episode, boys and girls. Make it a great day and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share agency freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.